You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello, welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is... My heart stopped. I didn't know if you were going to get there. So My name is Ken, and uh, we have a full house today, Matt, Jeff, and Neil. Mm -hmm. What's up, guys? I'm not dead. (laughs) Your heart stopped for a moment, but he's back. Yep, you're like Max Matson, uh, local Illinois car yeah, dealership. Very, very <laughs> the niche. The deepest no? of deep cuts. Yeah. I'm yeah. more. I say I'm more Eagle Man, to be honest. Dropping oh. my low rates. Yeah. Now, uh, now everybody, even the younger folks in Chicago, know about Eagle Man thanks to the uh, Blackhawks convention. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was at the Blackhawks convention. No, they they dropped a parody ad uh, for the Blackhawks convention this year With that? Of, oh. of the Eagle Man. Uh, we want to do a quick, uh, very special thank you um, to all of the listeners who voted for us during the uh, podcast awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like we were shortlisted in the top 10 in games and hobbies. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, apparently 300 people picked from registered podcasters are going to vote to see if our show is the cream of the crop. And we hope they do. But yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. If you don't, we're just happy to be nominated. Do, what, what kind of awards is it? Do we get like a trophy? or Cash. Cash. Really? Ten thousand dollars, cat? No, no way. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna end the podcast then. <laughs> go, out, go out on Matt, a high note. This one's called Matt's cashing out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the award is, but I hope it's just respect because that's mm. all we want. Yeah. Golden microphone. Yeah. Well, we're very honored. Or melt uh, it down. We're very honored to be on that uh, list. We're also very honored uh, to have our Skype guest with us today, Rick Carrero. He's a triviality superstar from, as he says it, Toronto. Because you mm. don't pronounce the uh, second T. Is that right? That's correct. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm 38 years old, from Toronto, Canada, married to my beautiful wife, Debbie, for four years. Somehow, when I was young, I was a troublemaker, but still somehow was on the trivia team in school. I don't know how that doesn't make sense at all. You're the bad boy of trivia. I guess that's a thing. Oh, no, he, here he, is, he comes. It's Rick. He is wearing a, a leather jacket right now as he's Skyping in. You can't tell, but it's a full duster. Oh. Like, exactly. Oh, you got to go full duster. He'd be like smoking a cigarette. <sighs> the Yangtze River. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're very grateful to have you on the show. And uh, you're hosting. Uh, there's a little twist in today's game. But before we get into that, let's toss it to the rules guy. 
The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Now, I don't want to make the rules guy a liar, but those rules are not 100% accurate, accurate <laughs> Right. So first of all, we're going to be playing one-on-one-on-one-on-one. On one on one. So each each player will be his own team. Fatal mm-hmm. four-way. Do <laughs> <laughs> we not? <laughs> Is that trademark too? We're, we're bad at that. No, one of us will be dying at the end okay. of this episode. But Rick, you want to tell us about the other stipulations? Yeah. So basically, it would be... The usual 20 questions, but this time would be split into four rounds where each question would be worth 10 points and each round would be based on each one of your specialties. Mm. Matt being sports, Neil being movies, Jeff being geography, science, and Ken, sorry, hodgepodge. (laughs) And the rest. And the rest. (laughs) But we will be maintaining the uh, swing round and the final round, though the final round will only have four questions today. Correct. Okay. Well, so this I, is exciting. That's pretty clear. We're, we're going to go uh, Neil first, then Jeff, then Ken, and then Matt with the swing round uh, separating. Just to out. figure out who the ultimate triviality is. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick. So take it away. We're starting with Neil's category, movies, which Correct. is kind of my category, too. Hopefully. All right. You can't, like, own a category, man. All right. Question one. In the movie Terminator, what is the name of the company that created Skynet? Uh, I'm locked in over here. Same here. I'm also locked in, but this might be from a different movie, but it's something I know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I saw Terminator once a long time ago. I'm looking uh, for John Connor. Are you? <laughs> what are your memories of this franchise? Uh, they're vague. Uh, what color shirt am I wearing? Yeah, it's a good question, Neil. Uh, Do you like cheese on your hamburger? <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it until you answer. No, I'm good. I'm locked in with, uh, with what's definitely wrong. Uh, I just said uh, T-1000 Industries. Hmm. Ooh. I said uh, Cyberdyne. I, too, said Cyberdyne. And I, three, said Cyberdyne. <laughs> I, three. <laughs> and you three are correct. All right. And the game is over. Jeff is losing. Yes. Uh, one of our favorite... So uh, he has to do that thing. <laughs> one of our favorite jokes uh, amongst some of our friends is uh, the character of Dyson in mm-hmm. T2. Uh, right before he blows up uh, the office, uh, he has uh, sort of a... The detonator. The detonator, hand, and yeah. he's he's dying. He's, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how uh, long I can hold this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so so anytime we uh, we get excited about something we'll start kind of, huffing we huffing yeah. yeah and i saw him i saw that actor. you saw dyson i saw dyson in hell's kitchen he had a fedora on he was going to a theater to uh to you know be in a play which so. is oddly specific given our inside joke so i didn't believe you initially well i was going to go up to him and say something but i was like some weird dude's going to come up to you on the street and go hey hey remember this Are you- <laughs> <laughs> remember when you were breathing in that movie and i'd go to jail that was awesome. all right question two please all right question two what decade was Psycho released in? Locked in. Same. I'm also locked in. Uh, I'm going to go 1960s. I also said the 60s. Yeah, I feel like it is 1960s, so I said 1960s. And 1960s over here. Oh, you guys are all right. I guess uh, that one was a bit too easy. Oh, it's right no. on the cusp, though, because it is 1960, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1960s. Yeah. There's, right. there's a lot of trivia about Psycho's release because it broke a lot of... Uh, 
a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, you could say. But the toilet, right? The toilet, the toilet. Yeah, that's the, the, only, that's uh, the thing I know from the it. first time that person uh, took a full bowel movement on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock begging audiences for no spoilers. Um, yeah. What else was unique about that release? Uh, well, yeah, it was the the toilet being flushed. Um, yeah, no spoilers. People, you know, fainting and yeah. leaving mm-hmm. the theater. I guess I was wrong. I thought it was on uh, Jackass was the first bowel movement on TV. But... <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock presents Jackass. <laughs> I am Alfred Hitchcock, and this is Jackass. <laughs> Today we're going to be eating a bird. <laughs> ahead, All right, uh, question number three. Who voiced the character Zazu in the original Lion King movie? Locked in. I would say there's two possible acceptable answers for this. <laughs> I would not say that, but that's okay. All right, I'm locked in. <laughs> Did you say the original or you said the... The original. Uh, oh, the original. The, the yeah. original. Mm. Who does the new one? Because you're not John excited. Oliver. John yep. Oliver. Oh, man, I don't know this one. I know a film Thanks. thing. So I'm going to lock in. very proud of myself. Are you in, Neil? Um, I'm actually surprised so Neil's, Neil's not in. Neil's last. Because he's well, so good fair, at my answer is wrong. So. Right, but even still. Yeah, I'm not too sure who the original one was, actually. Because I, I hadn't seen the cartoon uh, for many, many years, and I saw the remake. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of go on my gut and uh, find another British comedian, and I'm going to say John Cleese. Mm. Okay, so um, it might be hard to tell his voice acting talents because his most famous role, he's notably silent, uh, this is Rowan Atkinson. Mm. Uh, I thought if John Oliver is the current one, maybe John Stewart was the previous one. <laughs> I said John Stewart. And I knew this was Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. All right, that's correct. He so has like a uh, master's in engineering or something. He's an exceptionally bright yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But also very funny. <laughs> plays, plays a dunce, but is, uh, yeah. is quite bright. Yeah. All right, um, question four. In The Matrix, what was the name of Morpheus's ship? Locked oh, Locked man. Up. And spelling does count. Oh. oh. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> so impossible to get so, that. So, Actually, so I dumb. think I, I do know how to spell it. I, I could take a stab that's two or three letters off. So You're all locked in? <laughs> yeah. No. So, okay. But uh, sure. You could take your time. It I, it's, it's not going to come to me. It's been a while since I've seen that. So, Mr. Anderson. So 20th anniversary. It's going to be in theaters. Is it really? Yeah. I'm go- They're re-releasing I'll, I'll it in theaters. That. I'm not going to see it in theaters. I believe it's the Nebuchadnezzar, so that's what I'm walking in with. Yep, mm. I went with the Nebuchadnezzar. I said the SS Red Pill. I said the Nebuchadnezzar. All right, uh, so three of you will be getting points. Uh, dang. Me? Oh. All right. Uh, what classic thriller stars Roy Scheider as the police chief Martin Brody? Locked in. Mm. Classic thriller, you said? Yes. Um, Martin Brodeur. Is this a sports <laughs> yeah. question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the French version. He was a hockey player. All right, I'm, I'm locked in, though. I don't know this one. Let me let me uh, comb my brain for a classic thriller really quick. Okay, I don't care. I'm locked in. Well, I'm the last one, right? Yeah. Well, Neil said there might be a, a, a Brodeur thing there, so I, I went maybe a French connection. So I said the French connection. Oh. I said reindeer games. <laughs> a classic. A classic. <laughs> well, um, I picked the movie Heat because that movie's got a great cast. That's a good impression. Uh, well, my plan to get in Jeff's head worked because it's not the French Connection. Uh, that would be with Gene Hackman, uh, but it is from Jaws. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Neil's the only one oh, getting yeah. points. Brody. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, I know that name for some reason, but that's why. Of course. I, I, 
I was gonna give the year, but I, I don't know. I felt like that might have. 1975. Yeah, I would have probably had it then. 1975. That's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so after the first round, I have 40. Neil has 40. Mm-hmm. Jeff, 30. Surprisingly, 20. All right, right. Moving on to Jeff's category, though. Uh, geography and science. If I do I worse on this, it will be very embarrassing. All right. Round two. Geography and science. The Petronas Twin Towers, the tallest in the world, are located in what city? Locked in. This is always uh, a bummer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm locked in. Okay. Um, shoot, I'm I'm giving up. Hmm. I'm so locked soon. in. You're tapping. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying oh, to wait. That's not a city. I'm <laughs> what did you write? Australia. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's funny. a lot of things. That's not Mumbai, is it? Um, I'm gonna lock in with Mumbai. Mm-hmm. I I think it's in Malaysia. I can't remember the city. Yeah, I said Tokyo because I know it's in the area. Very definitely in Malaysia. It's in Kuala Lumpur. Mm. Oh right, all right. So Jeff's close. The only one getting points. After immediately giving up, you were the closest. <laughs> I knew it was in Malaysia, I but you were never yeah, going to get that never name. Gonna get the city. Yeah. I was actually going to say the country first and um, the city as a bonus, but yeah, yeah, that's how that went. <laughs> Well, nuts to you, Ken. Yeah. You just didn't cut your way. It's all right. All right. Question two in second round. What is the third largest city in North America? By population? Yeah. Yes. I'm locked in. In North America. Okay. I'm locked in too. I have an angle. Uh, I'll lock in. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. I, I'm pretty sure it's not an American city, so I locked in with Mexico City. Okay, so I think, uh, so if we're talking about the United States of America, it goes New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, but I think uh, Mexico City is numero uno Mm. on that list, so that bumps Los Angeles to third. Yeah, I use the exact same logic, and I guessed LA, not being sure. Mm, That sounds incorrect uh, for me, so I just put Houston. Okay, so uh, Ken and Jeff will be getting points, because they're correct. Hmm. And just as a uh, fa- fun fact, uh, Toronto has surpassed Chicago as the fourth largest city in North America. Oh, okay. So nice. our, our yeah. reasoning was a little little off, but uh, but still the correct answer. I wonder if it's cool. me moving to L.A. that moved Chicago down that Yeah, spot. right. The I one think, person. Yeah. I, think, I think that was what pushed it over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question All right. number three for Jeff. Question three will be... What is the term for the speed that a rocket needs to be traveling to break free of Earth's gravity? I'm locked in. Same. Mm, same. Uh, I'll just say Mach 1. Mm. Uh, this is a great uh, early computer game, Escape Velocity. Uh, I said Terminal Velocity. I also said Escape Velocity. And yeah, Escape Velocity is correct. So terminal velocity what you're thinking of is um the speed at which an object will stop accelerating while falling mm. because it's drag right, right, equals right. out with the gravitational force yeah, velocity something yeah Damn. so you're in the right area what well, is a charlie sheen movie from 1994 terminal velocity yeah that's where i know it from <laughs> is that it <laughs> i was i was just binging all the charlie sheen movies last week so all right uh, question number four on the apollo 11 moon mission which astronaut stayed aboard while the other two walked the moon? Locked in. Oh, man, I Locked hate in. the moon. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys not know this one still? No, I've gotten this For wrong like years. six this times. This is on the first episode. Yeah. Would it help if I gave you the two who did walk on the moon? I know those guys. One of them punched out a guy, right? Because he said he didn't walk on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Buzz Aldrin. I was going to say, was that the, the milk toast Neil Armstrong? <laughs> 
the most stable, boring man in the world. He's a national hero. Uh, I can't remember this name either. Yeah, so I'm going to lock in with Tom Hanks. <laughs> in Apollo 13? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, it's not Jim Lovell. It's, uh, uh, I was going to say Kevin Bacon then to go along with uh, Matt. Come on. All right, Ken. Call Michael the shot. Collins. Michael Collins is what I've got. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys are right. Michael Collins. I have to think of a better way to remember that. I, originally, I was going to say it reminded me of Tom Collins, like the drink, but it, it did not that stick. It doesn't help you, yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. stick. I, I think I should just learn all of these because there's only 12 that have ever walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that hard, and I only know like four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Rick. Last question for Jeff. All right, last question. In 1885, Louis Pasteur developed a vaccine for what viral disease? I believe I'm locked in. I'm locked in. It can only be one, you know, a few different things. So, okay, I'm locked. Uh, I guess I'm locked in. Are you getting them all wrong in this round too, Neil? Yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> this, is, oh. this is definitely our our weak point. All right. Um, yeah, the one that comes to mind, and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but I went with it anyways. Is polio? Mm. I said smallpox. Oh, that's good. I was gonna say polio, but I just went with the flu. I said smallpox. Wow, zeros all the way around. Oh. It's uh, rabies. Oh, man. You know as, many as, <laughs> as many as three people are affected by rabies every year? False. It's four people. <laughs> right. uh, he's also credited for creating the vaccine for cholera and anthrax as well. Well, he's oh. a helpful dude. Good for him. That round did not go well for me. Yep. I got 30 more points, so that brings me to 70. Yep, I uh, got zero, so I'm at 40 still. Mm-hmm. I, I also got zero, and I'm at 20. I added 40, and I'm tied with Ken for 70. Wow. All right, entering the swing round. All right. So I uh, tried to come up with a fun swing round, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Uh, it is epic movie villain deaths. So I will tell you the name of the movie and the villain. And you can describe as best you can with detail would be appreciated and funny um, on how they met their demise. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Number one, Lion King, original Lion King, Scar. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And the villain is Donovan. Number three, X-Men First Class. Villain, Sebastian Shaw. Number four, Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett. Number five, Lethal Weapon 2, Villain, Aryan Rudd. Number six, Inglorious Bastards, Hitler. <laughs> Number seven, Commando, Villain, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Freddie Mercury? <laughs> Um, number eight, Carrie, villain, is not actually Carrie. It's Carrie's mom. Hmm. Number nine, never-ending story, villain, the nothing. And number ten, can't have a epic movie villain death without Sean Bean in uh, GoldenEye, villain name, 006, Alec Trevelyan. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. 
I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. While we're thinking about these, uh, come join us over on The Crop to listen to uh, different insights in each episode, a couple uh, announcements there every once in a while, and then you can uh, find out uh, any new news or uh, exciting things going on with the podcast. So it's on Facebook. So if you're not there joining us already, just uh, go to Facebook, type in The Crop, and you'll see it. And uh, for this episode, you can join in on the comments and uh, make fun of us or uh, add some interesting tidbits of your own. So uh, Jeff's got a pained look on his face, mm-hmm. but uh, the rest of us are all locked in. So let's get started. Yeah, let's... just mostly because I haven't seen about half the films. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm going to go about makes 50. it a little tough. I'm going to go about fifty percent here. I know I've got two, if that counts mm-hmm. for That's anything. Good. <laughs> Number one, Lion King villain Scar. I had that he was ripped to shreds by his uh, comrade hyenas mm-hmm. after he gets beaten in a fight by Simba, humiliatingly. Uh, I hey, said, uh, yeah, a bunch of hyenas uh, had their way with him, and they ate him. <laughs> well, first had their way with him, and then they ate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not the fall that kills you. Uh, it's the hyenas. I mean, we only see the shadows, right? Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah, they all jump on him, and he's saying no. I saw a scene from lines. Hercules the other day, though, and he's wearing what appears to be Scar as headwear. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, for real or not. That's canon, yeah. Yeah, but so we, I think we all said hyenas, hyenas. hyenas going ham on Scar. All right. That's correct. All Points right. all around. Points all around. Nice. Number two, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. Donovan is the villain. Yeah, this one I've seen once, and it was a long time ago. Uh, I just said he went into a plane propeller. Mm. Ooh. Uh, you can go ahead. I thought that this was the, the face melting when he... Uh, I forget what it is, but he He's looks... listening at, to heavy metal? Yeah. <laughs> he looks at... He's, it's a... Uh, some kind of object, religious object, right? And his There's face melts. I don't not know. Not to the last crusade. Okay. Well, that was what I put. I was thinking of Lost Ark, so I went vipers in a snake pit. 
uh, he he chose poorly. Yeah, he, uh, now, now, yeah. He drank out of the wrong uh, holy grail, and he disintegrated. When, when he was talking about the face melting, then then I, it came to me. Yes, correct answer is instant shriveling death. Ah, dang. So Neil gets the points. <laughs> it looks like I chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have a bonus question here for this one for two points. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Indiana Jones's first name? Oh, God. I'm locked in. Why don't I remember this? I just went over this because Indiana's the dog's name, right? Isn't that what it is? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> the dog's named Indiana. Yeah, yeah. That's And that's what I know, but um, I don't know. I'm going to say Clarence. Uh, I'm going to say Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go Ford on that one then? Yeah. Oh, you said Ford? Uh, no, he's Henry Jones Jr. Oh, that's right. Hank. Yeah, that's, that's the only clue, really. I don't even think they ever say his name, but... Because he's junior, mm-hmm. and you know that uh, you know his father is Henry. That's yeah. the only way you know. All right, take your take your two bonus points. <laughs> two bonus take points. Take your two points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, he's holding him, and he keeps saying, uh, "He goes junior, junior," and, and then he doesn't listen. And then he says Indiana, and then he looks up and he grabs him, and they save each other. Ah, mm. oh, touching. Mm. All right, number three. All right, number three is uh, X Men First Class. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Uh, Magneto very slowly and uh, adeptly forces a coin through Kevin Bacon's skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, moments. Actually, that's one of the best X-Men movies, period. But uh, yeah, it's a great scene. He puts the coin right through Kevin Bacon's head. Yeah. At first, I thought it was the one where Nightcrawler grabs the guy and transports out of the plane and drops him or whatever and goes back in. But uh, I remembered it's the, the coin. Uh, I've not seen First Class, so I said he got Cyclops lasered to death. <laughs> That'd be cool, too. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty great villain death. And that's the coin that he held from his original time in Poland when mm. they're in the concentration camps. He held right. it all those years. Right. Just to put it through his skull. Yeah. Revenge. All right, number four. All right, number four. Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody messes with his uh, jetpack, I think, and he flies into the Sarlacc pit, and uh, then mystery. We don't know. Yeah, uh, I believe Lando hits his jetpack with the when he shoots him or something, and then he flies directly into the Sarlacc pit. Uh, one of the coolest characters really does nothing and then just dies. How did I forget about the Sarlacc pit? Uh, I said he was shot. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Matt and Ken. Uh, his uh, jetpack kind of thrusts him into the Sarlacc pit. And uh, in my opinion, one of the worst characters uh, met his fate. So he died. Useless character, I should say. Wow. Yeah, that's correct. It was kind of voted there as one of the like biggest letdowns of mm-hmm. a villain who was supposed to be so good. And he and uh, Han Solo actually accidentally knocks into his jetpack, <laughs> causing him wow. to fall into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> I just wish they gave Boba Fett more to do. He looks really cool, but he he's a terrible bounty hunter. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five, Lethal Weapon 2, Aryan Rudd. Yeah, I, I've seen this one, and I, I watched it with Neil at one point. Um, I couldn't remember. I said he got rocket launchered. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't remember, um, so I thought it was the part of the movie where he paints his face and charges at the other guys. and that, <laughs> I don't know. Braveheart. Plus zero for me. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, are you thinking of that scene in The Rock with the rocket launcher? No, I know The Rock. Oh, a different rocket launcher. What's that okay. Elton John song? Yeah, Rocket Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Lethal Weapon 2, so I said that he was gratuitously shot in the groin. 
Uh, it's one of my favorite moments. I love Lethal Weapon 2. might be my favorite one. Uh, he's uh, the whole movie, as Rick uh, said, if it's still in the edit, uh, that uh, the bad guy, Arian, has been saying, I have diplomatic immunity. So at the end, he screams to Danny Glover, I have dipl- diplomatic immunity. And Danny Glover shoots him in the head and he says, it's been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely correct. So I should have just gone shot and I would have gotten points. Yeah, possible. As long as you said it's been revoked. Yeah, that's the big part. All right, number six, Inglorious Bastards, Hitler. All right, I'll get this one started. So uh, he's one of your favorite Tarantino movies. He's shot, overkilled by shooting him in the head, uh, then burned and then exploded with dynamite. Mm -hmm. It was in the movie theater, right? He gets yeah, gets shot. All the all the stuff that Ken said. Yeah, I said overkill, killed in the movie theater. Um, yeah, not killed enough, but exactly <laughs> what Ken said. Yes, that's all good answers. Um, as I have written here is face disintegrated by machine gun fire. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's what did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was probably the uh, kill shot. <laughs> He's probably dead at that point. <laughs> Time of death. <laughs> when his head exploded, yeah. <laughs> all right, number seven, Commando. Villain, Bennett. Bennett. I've seen the movie. It's great, uh, but I could not remember. I, something uh, driving him you know, through the torso into a tree was in my head, mm-hmm. but I think maybe he got dropped off a cliff. So mm-hmm. dropped off a cliff is my answer. Yeah, that's the earlier part in the movie where he drops the little slimy weasel guy. Yeah, the guy from the Warriors, yeah. Yeah, uh, this was uh, uh, when they're in some kind of industrial place and uh, he shoots, uh, there's like a steam pipe that shoots through him and he says, uh, hey, Bennett, let off some steam. <laughs> it's very good. So he does get impaled through the torso? Yeah. Oh, shoot. With a pipe. I said uh, he's uh, he's holding a grenade. He's forced to hold a grenade till he can't hold it anymore. Yeah, and uh, as Bennett, uh, I call him Chainmail Freddie Mercury because he looks like <laughs> Freddie Mercury in the movie. Uh, you might know him from the Mad Max movies, but uh, yeah, he gets impaled with a pipe and steam comes out. It's so good. And he's dead, yeah. All right, uh, number eight, Carrie. The villain is Carrie's mom. This is a big oversight on my part that I haven't seen Carrie, uh, but uh, I think Carrie was telekinetic, so let's say she used her telekinesis to pin her mat to uh, a wall with a car oh very specific um i don't i don't know this one i've i've seen parts of carrie so i put that her mom dies of embarrassment when she sees what she wears to prom (laughs) 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 i haven't seen carrie either uh but i figured there had to be a classic stabbing on this list so i said stabbing uh yeah i she uses her um telekinetic powers to kill her mom uh, i always mix up the book and the movie the book i think she stops her heart but with her telekinetic powers but i can't remember exactly how she dies i know it's with telekinetic though um all right so i have here impaled by numerous sharp utensils in the kitchen mm. that's right no points no would point. you call that a stabbing by chance <laughs> i would not yeah she uses her powers i just couldn't remember how she killed her so uh so no points there um, all right, number nine, one of my favorite movies, uh, The NeverEnding Story, and the villain is The Nothing. All right, I watched this movie months ago for the first time, um, and uh, I was bored by it, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but um, I think the boy wishes it out of existence or hopes and believes so much that The <sighs> Nothing doesn't, uh, you know, The Nothing is uh-huh. dissipated, something like that. Oh. I put that that big dog eats him. Because that's all I know about the movie. Falcor? Yeah. 
uh, I said that the uh, the nothing ran into something and mm. they you know Canceled. offset each other and disappeared. Matrix yeah. uh, Neo Agent Smith situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be specific enough. It's something like in his heart he I don't know like believes mm. like kind of like what kind of saying but he like believes it or something. The Peter so, Pan situation. Yeah, yeah. Peter Pan type thing. Uh, I guess it's a little bit uh, anticlimactic now, but uh, the, basically the uh, kid has to give the empress a new name. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me say it. This sounds like an interesting what's, movie. What's the new name? Do you know? It doesn't. It never shows. Oh, um, Sally. He's he's <laughs> yelling. Yeah. Use your uh, use your mind to choose something funny, but he basically yells it in the wind and all that's going on so you actually don't hear it but so there's people make a huge deal about the horse uh dying in that movie mm-hmm. so i'm i'm like i'm like waiting to get attached to this horse only to watch it die uh when i'm watching it for the first time the horse is in the movie for like less than two minutes before it dies yeah I'm like who cares he didn't care about the horse <laughs> i mean i don't want to see a horse die but mm. i think you, you don't even get attached to this horse yeah probably as a kid though since it was a, a cute animal that's why, why it was a horse had a kid. Horse has less than a minute and a half of screen time. It's no secretariat. No. That horse well, they they it. edited down the hour it took for him to drown in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! All right, let's finish this off with uh, number ten. Number ten, Goldeneye, 006, also known as Sean Bean. All right, Trevelyan falls mm. from, I guess it's a satellite, and then uh, is crushed by said satellite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know this from the Nintendo sixty four game, and that's the only my only frame of reference. But yeah, if you're if you're not bad at the game, you shoot him off the satellite, and he falls and dies. I believe it's a telescope, technically yeah. a radio telescope, Arecibo. Uh, but yes, he falls to his death, and then the structure collapses upon him. Yeah, I just said death by satellite. Number ten is uh, yes, he is crushed by a radar dish. Okay, so we all got that one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Plus thirty for me. I'm up to fifty. Yeah, I took uh, 25 points from that one, so I'm at 95. I uh, picked up 42 with those two bonus points uh, from Indiana Jones' Last wow. Crusade, and um, I'm at 82. It's impressive. I uh, I only added another 15, but I'm at 85, so hmm. feeling okay. All I'm right. getting crushed. It's now maybe my time to shine. We'll see what kind of questions these are. Um, let's uh, get started. Okay, question one. Which South American country is the world's largest producer of coffee? I'm going to lock in. <clears throat> I'm just taking a guess. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like this round's going to be a disaster for me. For everybody, hopefully. I'm, I'm locked in. You know this one? No. Oh, he, works, uh... he works in the coffee biz, so... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in. I'll go first. I think um, I think the easy route, and I could be way off, but I think you want to go Colombia because everything's always Colombian coffee, Colombian coffee, but I believe the highest producer of coffee is actually Brazil. I said Colombia. Uh, I was torn between Guatemala and Colombia. I know Guatemala's like number one export is coffee, um, but I actually just locked in with Colombia. I know it seems easy, but that's what I locked in with. Yeah, I had the same debate as Neil, and I thought a lot more land area. I figured maybe it's Brazil, so I said Brazil. And Brazil is correct. Mm, dang. Colum- Colombia is actually the third largest producer behind uh, Vietnam. It's number two. Wow. Wow. All right. All right uh, number two. Pho or pho is a popular soup from which country? All right, I'm locked on on that one. I think I know. Mm, I'm gonna lock in. Dang, that's just me. Uh, I originally wrote down South Korea, and I don't know if that's right. Uh, and then I wrote Thailand, but I don't know if I've ever had it in a Thai restaurant. 
So then I got stuck, um, and I'm going to say uh, South Korea. All right. I think maybe uh, some of these guys might have got uh, spooked a little bit because you just mentioned Vietnam, but I'm pretty sure Pho is from Vietnam. Darn, I should have went Vietnam. I thought so, too. Uh, I went uh, Philippines. I was definitely scared off, uh, having just thought, oh, we were just talking about uh, Vietnam, so I said Thailand. Uh, yes, it is uh, Vietnam, and mm. I don't know if I did that on purpose or not to spook you guys, but um, it is Vietnam. All right. All right, uh, question number three. What popular soda beverage was originally developed as a mixer for whiskey? I'm going to lock in with something. I feel like we've heard this before. I just didn't stash it away it's really bad at this category generally yeah i have i have an angle on my answer but I'm... so far uh, i think he just uh, thinks i'm a food and drink man <laughs> myself uh, you do have a you do have a established palate so yeah. yeah well and whiskey is something you're very familiar with obviously <laughs> i did do a uh, whiskey tour recently so yeah all right i'm locked in i'm locked in jeffrey um I'm just going to, I feel like this should be a cola maybe. So I'm just going to guess RC. Hmm. Possible. I went the other way and said uh, like seven up. Yeah. I went sort of the that route. Uh, my uh, grandpa used to work for Canada Dry. So I went ginger ale. Um, uh, my thinking was the Jack Daniels is famous number seven. We talked about that. And I thought maybe seven up was originally served hmm. to be mixed with it. So I said seven up. No points this time. Mm. It is uh, not what you think. It's Mountain Dew. Oh, oh yuck. Weird. Ooh. I've actually heard that Very before. weird. Yeah. That's strange. Can you get that next time we're at a bar? A Mountain Dew and whiskey, please. <laughs> Just see what it's like. Ugh. No and then thanks. when they like give you a look, be like, actually. <laughs> it was developed for that reason. No, you'll, you know, they give you a look and then you snap and then Jeff shows up and he goes, actually. Mm-hmm. No points there. So let's try this one. Question number four. There are three terms for a group of kangaroos. Name one of them. Oh, this is one of those ones that I've looked up to and I don't remember. Yeah, they have those lists of all the different animals, like murder of yeah. crows and mm-hmm. the counting of crows and the black crows. <laughs> yes. And I'm in, but not confidently. I think I have a guess that might be right. Um, I was very lucky to be able to be at the Melbourne Zoo where they had the um, no-caged in area. I don't know if you stopped there too, but you could just pet kangaroos and... They let you feed them and stuff. I was not going to try that. Kangaroos are vicious monsters. Um, they're <laughs> cute looking, but they can be very feisty, which, you know, fair enough. But we've all heard of a uh, kangaroo court, but what about a court <laughs> of kangaroos? Oh, okay. Ooh. I figured since a baby kangaroo is a joey, I thought a group of them might be a group of friends. Oh, it's uh-huh. adorable. I thought about that angle, um, but I didn't get that far. Uh, I said maybe like whales, they're pods. So I said pods. I don't know which animal group this is, but I, I kind of remember hearing that there's a gang of kangaroos, so went with gang. That sounds terrifying. I feel like it's like just roving gangs wearing <laughs> <Yeah>. bandanas. <laughs> so Ken is the only one getting points. Court mm. is one of them, Ooh. as is mob and troop. Oh. Mob wasn't far off then for gang. Wow, cool. mob. Hmm. They all have like thick mobster accents. <laughs> hey, you don't touch my Joey here, you see? Forget about it. <laughs> they're all bad it's yeah. like james cagney kangaroos well i'm glad i'm back on the board let's finish this off with number five all right number five which group had the first number one song in the u.s to contain rapping or rap lyrics hint she is not an airhead okay well i haven't gotten a question rights in question two and i'm really excited that i probably know this one i think i know this one too so i'm locked in so, oh man, the first song to contain rapping and hint she's not an airhead? That's a good hint. 
That's tough. She's not an airhead. That's really <laughs> throwing you off. Well, yeah, because I'm. Are you locked in, Jeff? Yeah, I'm in now. So she's not an airhead. For some reason, I I go right to Liv Tyler, and then I'm like, oh, Steven Tyler and Run DMC. But there was rap before then. Or did you say first number one hit? Yes. Which group had the first number one song in the U.S. to contain rapping? I yeah. I I don't know where what I'm thinking. I'm just gonna go um, Salt and Pepper. Well, you talked it all the way out, <laughs> and then you went a totally different direction. But I did go with Aerosmith. With their uh, Run DMC, uh, mm. DMC collaboration, um, I guess uh, there's a stereotype of dumb blondes. So I said Blondie. Yeah, she had that hit where she doesn't rap very well. Uh, she goes to Mars and eats some cars or whatever it is. Uh, but it said Blondie. Mm. Yeah, Matt's got it right on. Even partial lyrics as <laughs> yeah. well. It's wow. really bad. I've uh, never heard that before. Yeah, I forget. I forget. I mean, if you heard the song, you would know it. But it has like a rap interlude in the middle of it, and. It was the first one. Hmm. Uh, the song is a rapture. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a rapture. And even though oh, they have that's a... funny. The name has rap in it. Mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> even though they have that. a female lead singer, Blondie is a whole group, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. I picked All up right. 10 points, so I'm up to 92. Mm. 20 for me on that round, so I'm at 115. Oh, 10 for me. I'm up to 60. I added another 20 as well, bringing my score to 105. Yikes. All right. You yeah. have a good and chance. Matt's around now. It is your round. I'm just going to put Matt down for five for five oh, right now. God. No pressure. Oh. Yikes. All right. Round four, sports. The Memphis Grizzlies formerly played in what city? Locked in. Ugh. One of my favorite jerseys was the original one of these. I'm in with a guess. Me too. So um, here's my reasoning. I think I'm going to talk it out. I think I can get it. Um, the Supersonics, I believe, went to OKC. Even though that was a cool jersey, I had the Peyton jersey. Mm-hmm. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are the original Charlotte Hornets, where Grandma Johnson was from, and then they went to Memphis. <laughs> Grandma Johnson, uh, Grandmama, Grandmama. Yes, yeah. so I I'm gonna go with the Charlotte Hornets. I just said St. Louis, whatever. Um, I figured um, Grizzly Bears like to hang out in the woods. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of woods uh, where the timbers are. So I said Portland. Oh, you're so close. You had to go more north. This is another Canadian team because when Toronto came in, they also came in with the Vancouver Grizzlies. Oh. Yeah, Matt is right. It is the Vancouver Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. All right. So Matt, uh, well, that's on the scoreboard. one out of five, Matt. Yeah. Let's yeah. see what you can do. Here we go. Matt, do you remember the um, big country? Brian that Reeves? horrible haircut? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that team, uh, Damon Stoudemire, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, like, big fan. Cool. All right. Question two. The 71-year Billy Goat curse on the Chicago Cubs was lifted in 2016. What was the name of the goat? Uh, I don't know if I remember this one. Yeah, this is a good question. I, I, I'm i sure a lot of people don't know this, even Cubs <laughs> All right. fans. All right. I've got a joke answer locked in. Yeah. Okay. I'm locked. Okay, I, I have an answer. It's... I've, and you know, I've seen I've seen him on shirts, and they, yeah, he's, he's named uh, William Goat. Yeah, I mean, I I can only think of the Billy Goat Tavern now, and mm-hmm. that's all I can think of. Uh, so I just said Billy. I said Steve the Goat. Yeah, I don't know why. I just put Frank. I figured Chicago already had enough uh, flack, so I said Mrs. O'Leary's Goat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's uh, Murphy. Mm, Murphy's. Is oh, also Murphy's. Bar. Yeah, right by the, uh, the stadium. Murphy's right. Bleachers. But you were right about the Billy Goat Tavern yeah. was the spot. Mm-hmm. Dang. 
All right, question three. The Miami Dolphins were the only team to go undefeated an entire season, including the Super Bowl. What year was that? I think I <laughs> think I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm within a year or two. I figured. Cool. I'm locked in. All right. Uh, I said 84. Oh, I went one year before. I went 83. I was thinking about just putting uh, Dan Marino, but uh, I just said 82. Well, this is uh, one of the 70s teams with Larry Zonka, I believe. Uh, I think it's 19. I was between 71 and 72, and I said 1972. Yes, Matt. I was. Ch- Sorry, guys. I was. I was rooting for you. It is 72. <laughs> yeah. Larry um, Zonka. So some of those guys, they still get together when and they celebrate. That was what whenever I was trying the, to remember. Whenever but... the last team. Uh, um, lose it. Whenever the last right. undefeated team loses, they celebrate whoever's left living, I guess. Right. Because they, they didn't want anybody to break yeah. the record. Because even, even the Patriots had a more win record, but they didn't have a better percentile win record. Well, they didn't win in the... That year they went undefeated in the, in the regular season, they didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. So they had more wins, but right. they... Yeah. And Marino wasn't on that team, right? No. Okay. Marino was drafted in 83. Okay. Well, thankfully, Ace Ventura saved him so that we can still <laughs> see him on TV. True. All right. Uh, question four. Soccer is the most popular sport in the world with 4 billion fans. What is the second most popular? Locked in. This is based on geography knowledge, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in too. I am too. Yeah. I'm going to say the second most popular is golf. Oh. Uh, um, oh, I, I'll just say uh, I was just thinking about different countries and the fact that, like, even though the NFL is super popular here, uh, not too many other places play it. But there are a lot of countries that play basketball, especially in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I said basketball. Uh, I was basing it on the populations of South America and Asia, where the sport is very popular, and said baseball. Um, I thought about baseball has a huge presence in the U.S. and in Japan for sure, but I figured India's got 1.3 billion yeah, people, cricket. so I said cricket. That's uh, correct. It's cricket. Yeah, that was that was my other. Sorry, Bryden Coverdale. Once again, we failed you except for Jeff. All right. Uh, question number five. According to NBA rules, how long does a player have after catching the ball to shoot a free throw? Oh, I don't know. There's a. Yeah. Huh. This is the Shaq rule. <laughs> no, actually, no. Carl uh, Malone used to take notoriously take a very long time he wasn't priority is what you're saying yeah all right i'm locked i'm locked next day i have a guess oh me too yeah you locked in i'm locked in i'm gonna say 15 seconds i'm gonna say 10 seconds i said 12 seconds pretty sure it's 10 seconds so i said 10 seconds it is 10 seconds yeah yeah because carl malone would grab it and then he would like spin it in one hand bounce it twice, spin it in the other hand, bounce it again. And there was a oh, lot God. of times where people were, you're supposed to get, I think you're supposed to get a technical if you, if you go over the 10 seconds or something like that, or there's a turnover or whatever, but. Well, you yeah. found my weakness here. Zero so, points in that round. So I stay at 115. I did a little better. I didn't get shut out. I got 10 more. I'm at 115. I also got 10 more and I'm at 102. I added 30 and I'm up to 90. Anybody's game. So I guess uh, they wouldn't allow uh, Jackie Moon's um, process of free throws. <laughs> Probably not so much. Jackie Moon, what's that process? I forgot about Semi-pro. that. Semi-pro. Yeah. Oh, yes, right. 
That's an underrated movie. Yeah, I don't. I kind of remember that one. Um, bef- <laughs> before we go into the final round, uh, Rick is a Patreon supporter, uh, which we appreciate. And uh, like Rick, uh, if you guys go to uh, patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast, you can get a lot of great perks, uh, including seeing videos of us uh, completing different wagers. We did a pie in the face, as I said before. and Embarrassing ourselves, basically. Embarrassing ourselves, it's right? pretty great. Uh, voted on by the Patreon members all for, themselves. All for them. Uh, but Jeff, uh, what else can people get? And uh, what can what can they do to find us? pretty easy uh aside from the link being in the show notes you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast uh, that's where we have all of our bonus episodes all of the other bonus content that we put there and uh all of the different tiers you can check out which one you might want to support us at and uh, find out what great perks are there for you there's over 20 episodes that you haven't heard yet ready to go lots right of fun now. content unfiltered money. Un- money, please. uncensored yeah uncensored <laughs> the it raw is. it's true yeah all right, let's get started in this final round. What are our categories? All right, um, so typically you guys always uh, have difficulty uh, deciphering the uh, <laughs> categories, so mine are very simple. Categories are sports, hodgepodge, oh. <laughs> science, and movies. All right. Okay, all the bets are locked in, so let's get the questions and find out how this all shakes out. Question number one, sports. Who was the 2019 NBA Rookie of the Year? Um, question two, hodgepodge. Within 15 million, what is the population of Japan? See, there's a Ken question. It's like the, the Ken question, right? It's just about Japan. <laughs> yeah. All right, science. What in, the, what in the human body is the hallux? Question four, movies. What... Movie starts with the line, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, we're going to think about these, and we will be back with our answers. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, after a little deliberation, all the answers are in. So let's go ahead and reread the questions and we can give our answers. See uh, who will be the cream of the crop today. All right. uh, Question one, sports. 
Who was the 2019 NBA Rookie of the Year? I said uh, with a zero wager, uh, Steve Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wagered zero. Uh, I didn't know. I just put Dame Damian Lillard. Oh, not quite a rookie. Yeah. Uh, I also wagered zero. Um, I put uh, Kawhi Leonard because I couldn't remember who it was. Also not a rookie. Nope. Uh, I, w- I wagered 30, and I believe his name is Luka Doncic. That's right. Luka Doncic. 30 points. Eh, nothing lost for me. I don't feel too <laughs> bad about that. All right. Question two. In hodgepodge, within 15 million, what is the population of Japan? Yeah, based on my performance in the earlier hodgepodge round, I only bet uh, 20 on this one. But I said uh, 135 million. Mm. I think that's within range, but I'm not positive. Uh, I wagered five. I think I'm way off. Uh, I went 64 million. Um, I wagered 15 on this one, uh, and I also think it's about 135 million. So, I wagered 10, and I went a little higher, and I said 175 million. So uh, Ken and Jeff are getting points. It uh-huh. is 126 million. Nice. Dang. Hmm. I thought it was in the 120s for sure, but I yeah. wanted to give myself a little more range. I yeah. knew it wasn't lower than that. So no, I knew it wasn't higher than 150. So I was just like I backed off a little bit. All right, question three in science. Which part of the human body is called the hallux? I went pretty light on my bet here with uh, 10, and I said the nose bone. Mm -hmm. I wagered zero, and I had no idea, so I said the little tonsil ball in your throat. I wagered zero, and um, I uh, think of this as the one bone that is uh, Quentin Tarantino's favorite, and I said it's the big toe. Mm. Uh, are you thinking of the hanging little ball, Matt? No, I'm oh. not thinking about anything because oh. I bet zero. Okay. Uh, I made a tiny, huge mistake uh, wagering 30, and I said it's in the brain. Great pull, Neil. It's the big toe. Wow. Even though you didn't get points. That's impressive. Did you know that or is that a guess? No, I, I knew that it was the big toe. I oh. just... Because he hates feet, so he needs to know his enemy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The final question. Looks like it's going to be close here. Uh, what movie, uh, question four categories, movies, what movie stars starts with the line, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster? All right. So uh, for this one, I wagered 30. I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive. Um, I can hear either Ray Liotta saying it or... Robert De Niro sang it, but I'm pretty sure it's Ray Liotta, so I said Goodfellas. Uh, I wagered 20, and I also thought it was Goodfellas. Yep, I wagered 15, and I thought maybe he was trying to quit smoking uh, using Chantix, (laughs) and I said Goodfellas. Uh, And I wagered 30, and it is Goodfellas. That's correct. Finish the game on a positive note. All right. So uh, I... Uh, added 30 and then took 30 away on my lack of science knowledge, so I stayed right at 115. I gained 25, and I'll be at 127. Mm, gained 40, uh, just not enough, and I ended up at 130. And I bet a big 30 on uh, movies and a big 20 on hodgepodge, um, minus 10 on science, uh, but plus 40 altogether. With 155, I am the cream of the crop today unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise.
rise to the top. Oh yeah. Has anyone right. ever has anyone well done. ever done that before where you said I am the cream of the crop? <laughs> that's actually uh, I, like that. I think that's what Tony Stark was gonna say at the end of Endgame originally. <laughs> Spoilers. He's Spoilers. right. Though. He would be. Yeah. He was the cream of the crop of the Avengers, that's for sure. Yeah, he was. I would say so. All right. Great so, game, Rick. Yeah, that was a lot yeah, of fun. That was fun. I like I like Thanks, competing one on one against you guys. Yeah. Everyone always says the same thing where you're not sure if they're too hard, too easy. Uh, I, I wanted it to be a close game, and I'm happy mm-hmm. that the final scores are all pretty close. Yeah. 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 I think it turned out well. And yeah. As expected, I did not do well in my category nor sports, but I excelled in Jeff and Neil's uh, sections. So. <laughs> As expected. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, questions we didn't know, but things that we learned, which is always good. I think that's one of my favorite things about the show is learning something that I didn't know and a lot of stuff we didn't know. So it was a good mix. I like to learn things that when I get asked again, I won't remember and then I get it wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part of trivia. But thanks again for Rick for joining us and uh, for being a Triviality Superstar on Patreon. Uh, Please feel free to join him if you're so inclined. Um, I feel like Ken's today's Triviality Superstar. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, he's smelling his armpits right now. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, Somebody super superstar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that reference uh, for Neil, Jeff, Matt, and myself, that was Triviality. That is the best description of a character I've ever heard. Chain male Freddie Mercury. <laughs> How did I not see that before? Oh, every time you watch it, that's all you're going to think of. And every time he yells, you just got to think of, hey, oh. <laughs>